This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. That's interesting. It might actually be better for movies if that happens. I don't know. I don't. That's a huge statement. And Willis. This kind of just showed up and is here and is crushing everything. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. Taylor Swift is here to save not just the year, but the film industry, ladies and gentlemen, because her (laughs) era's movie premiered this past weekend uh, to absolutely insane numbers. And we, of course, have to break that down, do a little box yep, office check-in with you it. all, <laughs> and see where that's going to going to land her. Because nothing, and, nothing says Friday the Thirteenth like Taylor Swift. Like Taylor Swift, yeah, honestly, man, just just spectacular stuff. Uh, we also have to talk about SAG. Little sad face there because yeah. it did not quite go the way we thought it was going to last week when we were so uh, optimistic about their meeting with the MPTP. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about Marvel. Remember Marvel? We haven't talked about Marvel in a minute. Um, what a concept to say. Yeah. just con- it, 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 That used to dominate this podcast week after week. Seriously. But it's been weeks since we talked about them, so we're going to follow up with them a little bit today as well. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to run through what's coming out this week. Because, uh, guys, Marty's back. It's Killers of the Flower Moon. It's time. It's here. It's here. I, it, it's here. The 20th theaters. Uh, a Martin Scorsese movie is going to be in theaters, guys. Like for the first time since Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Silence. When did Silence come out? I don't even. <laughs> no, Wolf of Wall Street was after Silence, I think. Okay, okay. So, I uh, but I didn't. Uh, either way, it's been a long time since there's been this much hype for a Scorsese movie, I think. Um, because he's been off doing his other stuff and he's back with a true blue Scorsese film. And I, for one, have tickets for two days this week already. So um, <laughs> we'll be letting you know my thoughts next week. I also want to shout out Dick's The Musical is coming out on October 20th as well. Looks really funny. It looks really good. I don't know. Megan the Stallion's in it. I don't know. It looks pretty <laughs> fun. It looks like a really, really interesting juxtaposition from Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> But, oh, uh, but you know what? We're wrong. Sorry. I just to, to connect. Oh. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street was before Silence. Silence 2016, Wolf of Wall Street 2013. So but the thing is, no one saw Silence. That's true. So it feels like nothing has happened. And the Irishman obviously went straight to Netflix. So um, but either way, go go see Killers of the Flower Moon this weekend, guys. Do it. Um, so that's what's coming to theaters for streaming for shows. We have Neon hitting Netflix on the 19th. We have Upload Season 2 hitting Prime on the 20th. Thank God. I've been waiting yeah. for literally years for this. I, I love that show. Um, and then Big Mouth coming back for Season 7. I think this is the final season for Big Mouth uh, hitting Netflix on the 20th. Upload I haven't seen season one. Three. Season 3. Yes. Oh. Yes, Season 3. My bad. Yeah. You're right. You said that, and I was like, there's no way there's only been one season. No, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Um, I haven't seen one minute of Big Mouth. Me neither. I don't... People love it. I don't know. 
It is what yeah. it is. Nick Kroll. I feel like every time when we go through this and you go through the shows that are coming out, it's like, oh, yeah, this is back for its ninth season. And I'm like, yeah, I would have ah. thought this was like two years old. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, that is what's coming for shows for movies. We have Nyad, which is the kind of docudrama uh, coming to Netflix on the 20th and The Pigeon Tunnel, the new Errol yeah. Morris coming to Apple TV plus on the 20th as well. So as, heavy as predicted on our uh Still to come podcast this yes. uh, this season. Yes. A couple. Be... Yeah. This week's actually good for some heavy hitters right now. Um, I think we're just kind of like locking and loading into some heavy hitters for the rest of the rest of the year. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good for us cinephiles out there. So that's what's coming this week, guys. And without further ado, we got to talk about Taylor Swift. So eras which is based off of her tour. Yeah. It's like the concert film of Taylor Swift's most recent tour, which was her comeback tour, which was this massive, massive thing. Yeah. She did the smartest thing I've ever heard any pop star do, and she made it into a movie. And not just that, she brought this movie into theaters at a time when things are not doing well for movies in general. <laughs> and it's worth noting brought it in herself. So this was a, a direct deal with AMC. Yep. Uh you know, there was no major studio involved. This was like not released by like Sony or released by, you know, anyone like that. This is yeah. Taylor Swift went to theaters and said, "I made I have this movie. Do you want it? Do you want it?" Um and they went, "Hell, yes, we do." Of course um, we do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Era's tour was this past summer. Um, insanely huge, like a series of just football stadiums, you know. Um, yeah, the biggest venues in the country. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I saw a note at some point that was like Taylor Swift will play more stadiums this year than any major football team. Easily. Um, which is a wild concept, but it is. It is. Yeah. And she crushed it and made a ton of money. And I'll be so honest, I've never seen T Swift in concert. Um, nor have I. But it seems like it's worth every penny, like truly, to the people who go. And I'm like, more power to you, you know? It sounds yeah. great. And and it just kind of all of that piggybacks onto this past weekend when, you know, listen to tuned in coming up on Sunday, but I went to the theater this weekend to see something else. I've never seen lines like this at mm. that AMC before, ever. Um, and I'm looking around. I'm like, there's a lot of people here at noon on hmm. a Saturday. Oh, everyone's wearing Taylor Swift merch. Oh, my goodness. I understand what's going on. And you can hear it through the walls. You can hear it like people are. And I actually talked to a couple of my friends who went to the to the movie. And mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, it's just a full on full on sing along. People are up in the aisles. People are down in front. People are like having a great time. And I think that's great because this is what this is exactly supposed to be like. Yeah. Um, I saw some people being like, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, if you yelled at Endgame, then shut the fuck up. Like, this is not for <laughs> yeah. you, and you did the same thing. So, like... Um, Those are the same but, people that are con complaining about the amount of coverage uh, she's getting at Chiefs games. Yeah. Because yeah. she's supposedly dating, like, one of the... I think yeah. he's a Chief. I don't know. Um, Travis Kelsey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But box office numbers... We knew it was going to be big. We knew she had $100 million pre-sales alone. Yes. This movie over the weekend, 
worldwide grossed $123 million, and that's as of Monday, and not all of the numbers are in. So we're not a hunt. This is this is low. Like it's going to be yeah. bigger. And $92 million worth came from the United States alone. Yeah. Ninety two. Which I feel like that. normally when we when we cover these things is reversed. Usually yeah. it's like domestic is like a pretty big number, and then the majority of it is international because there's like a lot more places besides america (laughs) asia's Um, big guys (laughs) asia yeah asia's big but 75 to 24 percent there uh breakdown of like 75 percent of the profits came from the u.s which makes sense taylor swift yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and i just also want to say not to like throw shade at justin bieber but his never say never which was the which was the highest grossing concert film concert up film, until yeah. this uh, throughout its entire run grossed a total of $99 million. Yeah. Everything. And yeah. Uh, 73 of which was domestic. So it's crushed that weekend one out the gate. Well, and I don't know if you remember like that coming out in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like massive. Everyone yeah. was talking about that fucking movie. Cause it, and it was like promoed for like a long time. That's the other thing with Taylor Swift is like what maybe a month ago was the first time we heard about this month and a half, maybe six weeks tops. Like, yeah, this kind of just showed up and is here and is crushing everything. Yeah. And uh, I sent you a screenshot of the listings. There was, I think, 35 showings of it at the AMC. (laughs) Yeah. Every half hour on the half hour, there was a Taylor Swift eras showing, which I was like that. This is actually one of the most impressive things I've ever seen at a movie theater. <laughs> like it's you normally incredible. need Disney's backing to be able to do something like this. And that yeah. just goes to show she's maybe the biggest artist in the world. Like she really oh, I has think that, that kind hands of pull. down. That could be argued. You know, I like, I don't know that in this moment, there's anybody that comes close to Taylor Swift in terms of musician popularity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, name um, recognition, like name yeah. recognition, anything. Yeah, and like she's very much in that that position of anything she's going to touch right now is going to turn to gold. You know. Um, yeah. Speaking of Travis Kelsey, I think he had a four hundred and fifty percent spike in his jersey sales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really hilarious to watch all of the conspiracy theorists about like Taylor Swift uh, and football. Because oh it gets absolutely absurd. I love it so much. Like, there's a big. Uh, my favorite one is um, the Chiefs' primary color is red, mm-hmm. which is uh, the name of one of her albums. Yep. Um, so it's all just a conspiracy to sell albums, and I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. An album that came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I just don't know. I don't understand. But to go back to the movie, I will say October's been a bad month. September wasn't really a great month. And November really isn't a good month for the movies. Like, there aren't really big movies coming out. And there are big movies for me and you. But I don't think 100 million people are going out to see The Killer. I just don't think it's happening. So this was really it. For the year, for big blockbuster, like massive, massive films that are going to rake in maybe a billion dollars. Like, you it'll know, be the interesting to coming. see 
it'll be interesting to see what the like the week two numbers are on this. Yeah. Because there's a couple things that could happen. It could be a thing where it's like, well, yeah, we're going to go see Taylor Swift again. And she does yeah. another 90 million or it could do like nothing. Yeah. You know, Everyone I don't think it's it. going to do nothing, but like it, there could there's a potential for a massive drop off on this. Absolutely. Um, there's also a potential for an increase. Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It will be. Even I was like, again, talking to one of my friends and I was like, I feel like I should see it. And she said, you should. It's not, you know, she's like, wait a week, but see it because it really is. <laughs> don't see a- it with the. Yeah, don't go to the Swifties. <laughs> You're not going to have fun, but go see it because it's a genuinely good movie too, a good concert film. So I'm like, that's yeah. that's great news. Um, does this mean anything? Like you were just saying, does this this is no indication? I've thought about this. I, is this an indication of anything, or is this just Taylor Swift? I yeah, I don't think it is. I think yeah, it, like. In the same way that I'm like, I don't think you could compare the Eras tour to another concert tour. True. You know, True. it's like I, her putting out this movie outside of the studio system. Yeah. Like, even if AMC wanted to replicate these results, it doesn't work with somebody else. No. It will eventually. You know what I mean? Like, it's like she's just become that top tier talent. She's become like Madonna or Michael Jackson or, you know, like whomever you might hot off the presses topical references here, but like, Madonna. um, you know, well, I, Madonna just started going on tour. I, I, know, I know, I know, but, uh, you know, like just this top tier level buzz, like, you know, like the Beatles, like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, everyone's going to freak out about it. And, you know, there you go. The boy band tours of the early of the late nineties, early two thousands, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I uh the one thing that I hope that this makes people understand, or not understand, but maybe rediscover, is that movie theaters are a good time because I th- yes, Barbie kind of prepped this a little mm-hmm. tiny bit, although I think no matter what, this was gonna be crazy. But I I feel like there's a lot of people going to this movie that have either never been to a theater. There's a lot of younger crowd going there mm-hmm. or who haven't been in forever. Like the friends I was talking about, they're like, I haven't been to the theaters in six years. Like, I don't like I can't Taylor yeah. Swift. So I'm like, that's the one thing that I'm like, maybe this will make people go, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Now, granted, this is a totally different experience than going to watch Napoleon. But <laughs> well, like that it's the speakers the the visual like it's crazy (laughs) it's arguable that this is the first kind of step because there's been for a long time debates about like what the future of movie theaters is yeah and one of the like schools of thought has been they're going to become like just solely event things it's going to be like going to a sporting event or it's going to be like going to a concert it's going to be like going to you know something it's going to be like oh there's this thing coming that I'm going to go see that. I don't watch movies, you know, but like that's an event thing that I want to be involved with. And I think Taylor Swift is that. And I think Barbie is that totally. And, you know, this could be steps in that direction of like, let's make event ties, I guess, if I can invent a word. Sure. um, Let's event ties these theater going experiences 
because there are there's people like us, you more than me, but like there's people that go for like the movies, you know, and there will always be people that go for the movies. But there's a whole swath of people out there that don't and like don't really watch movies. But when an event thing comes around like this, it becomes more worth it. You want to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting to say also that um, tickets were twenty dollars to this. As mm-hmm. set by Taylor Swift, yeah. um, which is a whole nother thing to unpack <laughs> of just like, you know, yeah, I don't know. And that also made me think when you're saying it, like making it events, it's like it will be not will be, but it could be eventually like, yeah, you get to see like there's four movies, six movies a year that hit theaters. All of them cost 50 bucks to go to, you know, and yeah. and that's that. Um which this is literally kind of a, a a stepping stone to that. It's like, oh, this many people will shell out actually more money for a matinee yeah. to go see this? Oh, okay, interesting. Well, and it's like, I mean, you know, say what you will, but Endgame was that too. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, it, it's like, it's not unheard of. Um, and it's an interesting question if they can coexist, if event yeah. films and, you know, Napoleon can can coexist. Well, it might even come down to a case of, you know, like multiplexes might turn into just a couple big, huge IMAX screens. Yeah. And then all the small art, because I think if that happens, the small art house theaters will thrive. Like the Coolidge is popping every day already. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you can't find Asteroid City at AMC, there are so many people who will go to the brattle and just be like, I'm, I need to watch this yeah. movie. So that that's interesting. It might actually be better for movies. If that happens, I don't I don't, that's a huge statement, but I was like, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, you know, yeah. If you're, yeah. if you divide the, uh, the audience. Yeah. Who goes where? Um, yeah. We were talking about Taylor Swift being kind of the only big thing coming. Yeah. Or the only big thing for the season. And you're kind of, you're kind of not wrong. You know, like we were saying, we have the Marvels coming in November, mm-hmm. early November. Um, We have the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which I'm like, maybe, I guess I like, I, I don't know, man. It might be good, but I don't think people care about the Hunger Games. I feel anymore. like if that was going to land, we'd be hearing so much about it right now. Yeah. Like it would be everywhere. Um Yeah. But then beyond that, I mean, then we're getting into like the um you know, then we're getting into all the 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 Oscar stuff. Um Yeah. We do also have Renaissance coming, the uh the Beyoncé concert uh, movie. Oh, haven't even heard about that that's, at all. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing I keep seeing um as like a comparative to um the Taylor Swift thing. Um yeah. it's a I mean it's it sounds like it's the same thing for Beyonce's Renaissance tour, um sure. which was I think this past year. Sure. Um and you know, if there's anyone that's on or above Taylor Swift in terms of power level uh it's beyonce Beyonce, you know Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know same kind of thing there's a tentpole it's it's a shifting of the definition of tentpole event 
Yeah. You it know. no longer means just the Marvel or the DC property or the Star Wars movie. It means like, oh, like actual events, you know, versus yeah. them telling you it's an event. It's like, this is an event. Societal things, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. God, that's so weird. I wonder what the studios think of this move by Taylor Swift. I wonder if this does anything to them being like, you know, we're going to kind of circumvent this whole thing and we're going to actually outgross, you know, half the movie slate that you've put out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I will bet money uh, some artists tour movie has just been yeah. greenlit at all oh, yeah. of them. You know, um, yeah. it's like, again, it's weird. I'm like, I don't know who, you know, like. Yeah, on that level? Yeah. The only thing I can think is, like, I think Elton John just did his farewell tour last year. Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, and I don't claim to be plugged into, you know, modern music or anything like that, um, but I don't think there's really anybody that's... I don't know. It'd be interesting to, <laughs> to speculate after, like, a week of thinking about it, about who, what, like, artist is getting a tour video, a tour video, a tour film released yeah. because in reaction to Taylor Swift uh yeah putting this out herself like well we can do that well i i was listening this is totally not about movies but it was like i there was like some industry insider from a record label being like there is no way to create not create but find talents like that anymore everyone yeah. is listening to 50 different artists and there's no way for one single person to break through so like olivia rodrigo maybe the last breakthrough artist ever yeah and i was like whoa that and is kind of crazy she is like breakthrough but like she was a disney kid and yeah i remember seeing her at that was it the vmas that were just yeah I think uh, so. a couple weeks ago and she was like one of the big big headliners and i was like is olivia rodrigo that big of a yeah star i mean i it's guess like, but like kind of but like i'm not tapped in like that yeah but, or I mean, we can even say like Usher at at the sure. Super Bowl. Yeah, but you know? who the fuck? What does like, Usher why are we doing music? Usher at the Super Bowl? Yeah, like that was my that was my reaction. Is like I guess like sure, but like I don't know. It's so weird because it's like I feel like we're getting way off topic now. But I, know, I feel like I there's never been a more like obvious who should play the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, <laughs> than Taylor Swift. Like, like maybe she's like, like she's, I don't want it. I mean, I, I think we've mentioned this on this pod before, but it's like you couldn't do that because like Swifties would outnumber football fans at the Super Bowl, which would be yeah. fucking hilarious to like after halftime just see half empty. Like, Everyone fucking, leaves. Yeah. Half empty <laughs> utter Super chaos. Bowl. Uh, utter chaos. Not, not the Superdome, but. Wherever um, the hell it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, I don't think the studios are going to be that threatened by it. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if someone else tries to go directly to yeah, the, the theaters. theaters, you know, because yeah. um, it's like genius move, man. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Better profit the margins. Studios. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, speaking of the studios, we got to yeah. fucking talk about the goddamn AMPTP again, because again. SAG-AFTRA, the, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, aka the guild that represents all of the actors, met last week, actually the last two weeks, with the CEOs of all of the studios and the streamers 
in hopes to just come to an agreement on their contract because while the WGA has ratified their contract, the SAG members very much have not. And we talked last week and we're like, oh, you know, here we go. First domino has fallen. We've got it in writing now. Let's see what happens. They were meeting on Monday. They were meeting on Wednesday. And then Wednesday came and the CEOs walked away from the deal. They were like, and they did not have a counter offer, which is, I mean, that just means that they're not even willing to really talk about it. Yeah. Which is a weird move to pull a hundred days into your actors striking. Yeah. Well, I, and they in their statement, they said, after meaningful conversations, it is clear that the gap between the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA is too great, and conversations are no longer moving us in a productive direction. Right. But, like, not talking doesn't move you in a productive direction. Like, yeah. It, it moves you to a worse direction. Like, you don't have actors. You can't make anything. Like, that's... Like, I I can't understand that logic of like, well, we can't figure it out. So we're going to stop trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, no, like you have to you have to figure it out. Like there there isn't a world where we just go, eh, screw it, whatever. Let them stay on strike. We don't need actors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there like there isn't a world where that works. It just has to like you have to do something. You have to find some kind of common ground, you know, Um or else it never ends. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I'm so, I'm like, I'm not shocked because of the greed. I am shocked because it seemed like we were making headway. We being all of the artists who want to see this thing kind of through. And I'm just well, like, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. And they kind of showed that they, well, it's weird because they kind of showed that they were willing to deal because they got a deal with the WGA. Right. And as we've said on this podcast, is like, the, the demands aren't that wildly different no between the two unions um i mean obviously they are different but like but it's it's the same kind of sticking points and it's like you can't i don't understand i don't it's it's crazy it is i i need to look more into it too because um like i i heard a little bit about i i just kind of heard murmurings about what the vibes were and it seemed mm. like um from what's his name duncan crabtree ireland he basically Mm -hmm. he did an interview with variety and was like i don't know what happened we all left the table on wednesday like cool we'll resume this at another point and then nothing and then they were like we're not we're not coming back to this and so it begs the question of like what do the studios see as the end game on this because and i brought this up to you before the pod it seems like some of these bigger tech companies might f- feel like this is just too much of a hassle and that they're looking to other venues to make money because they all just have money. It's not like the movies are like the end all be all of making money. Yeah. And so I'm I'm nervous now that we're at the point where they might just be like what's another viable avenue to do can we do video games can we do making stuff can we do like can we do something else because disney yeah. like you know they don't have they're not broke they've got tons of capital so it's like yeah. when does it become more of a nuisance for them to deal with with all of this because they know that iatsi goes next year so it's like yeah 
when are they just like fuck this? You think they're just gonna chill like on until Ayatsi goes on strike too? Like that's I don't know. I don't know. See, like that's the thing is like they can't bail on creating this stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like so the the industry is too well established to yeah. collapse. You know what I mean? Because so like from what I've seen, it's like a bit the, the AMPTP's big thing is that like uh subscribers are like like it's gonna cost them too much to maintain this kind of thing. Which like I understand, but it's like a crap argument. It's like if that's gonna like it's gonna cost you too much to do that versus how much money you're losing by not putting anything out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And right. it, like, you know, like Disney's not going to just bail on the MCU. Sure. You know, um, like, or Disney plus or like, you know, Hulu or any of these. Th- I mean, they're not necessarily huge money makers, but like, they're not something that you can just, write down take a loss on and get out of the business you know right, flip Especially, the off switch yeah it's like it's disney disney's been making stuff for 100 years now i know that because every time i open the disney app there's a fucking 100 100 years of like disney. logo in front of me um which like that's fucking crazy 1923 that's wild yeah. um but uh i just don't see a like a world where they can just not deal with it like be an adult. <laughs> I agree. You know, like have a conversation and I don't know. I don't know. It, it could be one of those things that like, this is just like a bargaining tactic of like, no, we're not going to do it. You know, we'll walk away. And then like a week from yeah. now, they'll come back and they'll be like, well, this, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it seems like it's like, we're, it's like you said at the top, like we kind of thought we were circling the you know coming in for a landing on this and it's eh, yeah maybe not at all um which is nuts it is nuts and if a lot of these movies that are slated to come out still like it's a lot of the oscar bait movies obviously um are still like killers is coming the killer is coming napoleon is coming ferrari is coming that and they don't have it doesn't seem like they're going to push those films at all yeah um i just like but Maybe. you can't have an Oscars without SAG after. You can't have an Oscars. Um but but I I, I just need I wanna know what they're thinking, like what's going on in their head. And because they're obviously weighing out the pros and cons of like how much money can we feasibly lose before it actually yeah. starts to make a dent. And obviously, like a lot of this money, it's like shareholders, it's stocks. It's like it's not it's not like cash. It's yeah. like what is your company valued at? And I yeah. wonder where that tipping point is where they're like like none of this is a good look for them already. Yeah. So I'm wondering Well, and how. like how much it, it's like that balance of like how much will we lose if we stay like at this for another 2 months right. versus how much will we lose like down year after year if right. like we agree to what the current terms are. It's, I mean, like it, I get it. It's just stupid. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you, you have to have this conversation. Like, it, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. 
Yeah. And if you want the industry to keep expanding and making more stuff, which is kind of, it seems like everybody's goal. It's like, this is the only way to do it. And, you know, another really, another issue and something that I'm concerned about is that, like, the executives don't care about quality. I mean, and that's a very, very gen generic general statement that's mm -hmm. like, you know, some of them probably do. But, you know, as we've seen, studio notes are usually bad that they don't yeah. make any sense. I mean, it's 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 all over every massive blockbuster where you're like, well, that was probably a studio note where they're like, well, you should do this. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't know. None of this makes any sense to me. Like, I just, I feel like they don't really understand the artist, like what the value is of a lot of the things that the people are asking for, which is just quality of life, quite frankly. Yeah. And... That's, I mean, it's greed versus like the common man and greed wins out a lot. And that's a very yeah. like, pessimistic way to think about it. But I'm like, man, millionaires and billionaires don't like giving up anything yeah. at all. Um, but they also don't have a product to sell right now at all. So it's like, wh wh when does that factor into your thinking there? Like <laughs> Sarandos? <laughs> and I mean, like, <laughs> I it, it it's it's weird because it is like a coalition of all these different studios. If it was like just Disney, yeah. I'll bet someone somewhere could figure out the math. And it's like, yeah, Disney's got until like November yeah. 23rd before like, they're like, fuck. All right. We're we got to really... figure this out. Yeah. But like, you know, Disney's going to have a totally different sheet than Netflix and Apple and all this kind of stuff. You know, like it's yeah. a whole different ball game. And See, here's the thing. I'm sitting here going like it's a whole different ballgame and like how you're going to placate all of these different studios. Like it's that's hard. But I'm like, no, we just did it with the WGA. Yes. Yes. Like we just did this. Like. I It's it's, it's I don't know. And I wonder, too, because, you know, AI and residuals were a big thing for the WGA, and I'm sure it's a big thing for the actors. Is AI more beneficial for the studios when it comes to the actors? Probably, right? It's probably like, if I don't have to pay Robert Downey Jr. X amount of money versus yeah. paying someone to do like a... Because it's 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 a different thing. It's like deep fake AI versus like writing a script AI. Yeah. So like there is a... There's a separation there and I'm just wondering like maybe they really can't come to an agreement on the AI because like that's such a money saver in the acting department. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there's the, the Robert Downey Jr. side of it, but there's also like, you know... Extras. So I don't have to hire these 3,500 extras, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said thirty five, and my brain went, "That's too low." So I added hundred after it. And so I'm like, that's 4, way too high. Extras. Um, it's Christopher Nolan's extras for the Dark Knight yeah, Rises. There you go. Um, <laughs> I mean, like everything we're saying here is like, yeah, there's not a deal. Like they're clearly not on the same page. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I genuinely believe that the actors want a deal. You know, yeah. I don't think they're being like sticklers and being like a pain in the ass because no. You know, this kind of stuff. Um, and I, it's just like, you got to get back in the room. Like, I'm sick of this shit. Like, yeah, sit down know, with like, them. Yeah. Like, figure it out. <laughs> be grownups. Like, be grownups. That's all. I'm Literally, saying. though. 
This is like this. Who is who are the grownups here? Because it's not the act. The actors. And, because it's not the actors. No, it is the actors. <laughs> it, the actors are the ones who have to turn to these drastic measures because yeah. these other people refuse to even, yeah, deal. Be yeah. in the same conversation with it, which is just a. It's a bummer, and it it does make me really worried for next year. And for the upcoming VFX union that's coming and the animation unions that have contracts. And I'm just like, I I just, it doesn't give me a lot of hope going forward. Well, we thought, we thought we had momentum. Yeah, exactly. And it seems not. So, yeah. So it is what it is. We'll keep an eye on it. We definitely will keep an eye on it. Um, because we can't not i mean this is something i'm checking every day like you know variety hollywood reporter deadline here we go you know who else who else thought they had momentum and now they clearly don't Mm. yes marvel the mcu has hit a massive i don't want to say a standstill but a really drastic drop-off in popularity since endgame no way home brought it back a little bit but i think there was some jaded kind of like pessimism with that too which is like hmm this seems engineered a little bit Mm -hmm. but now we're into i believe phase five we've got the actor strike going i think this is phase six who honestly i don't know knows which is telling in of itself because i could like there used to be a part where it's like all right so these five movies are phase one yeah 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 maybe it is now well, because four ended with Wakanda Forever, which is weird. Yeah, and then it was, and then it was a bunch of TV, and I think Marvel's? five ended with She Hulk. Well, here I'm sitting in front of my Google. <laughs> we have computer screens literally in front of us. Um, it's more fun to talk, though. Imagine if we didn't it's have true. computers. Um, okay, we are in phase five, so you are correct. I am incorrect. But like um, somewhere in the middle, Quantum Mania started Phase Five, and that was the only movie so far, right? And Guardians. Ah, oh, yes, and Guardians. So Phase Five, in terms of films, is Quantum Mania, Guardians, Marvels, Deadpool Three, New Captain America, Thunderbolts, and Blade. Yeah, that whole thing is getting rewritten. There's no way that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, um, but then Secret Invasion. Yeah, okay, so She-Hulk was the last show TV show of Phase 4. Gotcha. Secret Invasion is the first one of Phase 5, and now Loki. Uh, Did and Echo then just get scrubbed from the slate? Echo is, so Secret Invasion, Loki, what if Season 2, Echo in January, they're saying now? Mm. Um, Agatha, Darkhold Diaries, Ironheart, which is Agatha and... Ironheart or TBA. Um, okay. And then Daredevil Born Again. Yes. Which it's interesting on this. It says status like released, streaming, in production, post-production, filming on hiatus. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about Daredevil Born Again. I'm glad that yes. we, we brought that up because you may not know, dear listener, that it has hit a major, major snag in its production. Um, it was, I believe, halfway through the production of the 18-episode run yes. when the strikes began in June, so they had to pause everything, which gave everyone time to kind of look over, everyone being Feige and co., look over what they had created 
and just determining that it ain't working. And then they promptly fired the writers and the directors and are restarting the entire thing. Now, this show costed $150 million from Jump Street. So double that and some, I guess, (laughs) for a Daredevil show that is now like the third iteration of Daredevil and the second TV show that we have with yep. this Daredevil? Well, I mean, Daredevil, like you want to talk about number of TV shows, like, well, I mean, there's the whole Netflix universe there with oh yeah, Daredevil, three seasons of Daredevil there, and then Jessica Jones and Iron, Punisher, Luke Cage. Yeah, Luke yeah. Cage, uh, Iron yeah, yeah, Fist, yeah. and The Defenders. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there was all that, and then, yeah. So this isn't good because Blade also has had a very troubled shoot. They had mm-hmm. to restart a couple times on that. What's going on with Marvel right now? <laughs> so here's what I'll say to, to start. I would say outside of Deadpool, mm-hmm. Daredevil's the strongest thing they've got coming. Yeah. You know, it's established. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's psyched for Charlie Cox. He's been teased in a couple other properties. Um, mm-hmm how you responded to him in She-Hulk is up for debate. Yep. Um, but like, this is like kind of a big one for them. Yes. You know, um, so I'm not surprised that they're kind of revisiting it. I, I mean, I am surprised because the fuck are you doing? Like you how shot a ton good? of it and yeah. you're just like gonna, you know? Um, yeah. But I think part of this too is their, readjustment from all of the like fucked up TV shows that they've been doing. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we've said countless times, like Moon Knight, Hawkeye, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, She-Hulk, like Miss Marvel, like good episodes in them. I don't think any of them were really like good shows. Never you know, would revisit um, any of them. Yeah, I think Wanda and Loki are really the uh, yeah the two strong ones out of Phase Four, and those were the first two. You know, um, right, right. Or I guess Falcon and Winter Soldier was the second one, and then Loki was third. But still, like that's the only one that that people are still talking about. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure coming on Daredevil, and Daredevil's going to be 18 episodes, which is like a big change from what they normally do. So yeah, there's a big shift in what they're doing here. And I think it kind of needs to land totally Mm -hmm. because like a lot of the ones I just listed off here that are coming, like what if season two is going to be fun? Sure. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Echo seems like a, uh, remnant of a previous plan. You know, they, like, they got like, it Ooh. in the can and they're like, well, I guess we'll, you know. Yeah, we introduced this um, character yeah. like years ago, so. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see Agatha. I'd be surprised, honestly, if Ironheart makes it all the way. Um, did Did you see Wakanda forever? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that that felt like a tagged on thing because they had to get it into, they had to, they had the show coming. You yeah, know? they're like, oh, we got to do this now. That's the problem with all of this connective tissue. It's like you can't ever have something that stands alone. It always has to, it always has to do, it always has to connect. And it's just like, it's messy. Yeah. It's messy. 
and that's the thing is like it's i mean we've said this a bunch of times but it's too big now to keep track of yeah like yeah you know i can keep up with the main storyline but like to watch echo i have to remember what happened in probably two or three tv shows and i'm not gonna do that um yeah here's a question is it futile to even attempt to get Marvel back to where it was because it 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 was the perfect storm of everything coming together yeah. and should they just redirect completely and and go I don't know what direction they should go in but I'm like they just can't do like the Marvels there's no way that things making 500 million dollars there's just yeah. no way I'm going to see it I will yeah, I like I'll, and I'll see it too yeah 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 I'm just like I just this is it like it's done it's over it's like the the billion dollar superhero movie is not gonna, yeah, yeah. It's over, and you can say this about DC too, where it's like there's cool stuff, but like, yeah, I don't think it makes any sense to to reach for that that same level. Um, yeah, I read something the other day that you know, internet theory, so grain of salt, but they are sure. cruising to get to um, uh, what is what's it called? It was Secret Wars, right? Secret Wars to reboot, um, to reboot everything, yeah. um. Which, like, is kind of what they need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a, yeah. There's, it. it's, I mean, this is what happens in comics. It's so wide that you need to just, like, have an event that, that brings it all back down. And it's, like, all the stuff that didn't work is, like, you know, WandaVision doesn't have to go anywhere else. Right. You know? I mean, say any of them. Like, you know, you pick and choose what works Mm-hmm. And make everything small again, you know. Yeah. You know, is Toby Maguire the best Spider-Man? Cool. Let's bump the other two, and we'll just keep him around. You know, right? Um, yeah. Oh, we can cut out Doctor Strange because we don't really want to, you know, play in that sandbox anymore. Or, right. you know, Captain America: Brave New World. It, like, what are we doing with that? Can we bring back whatever? You know, can we introduce a new Hulk because? Mark right. Ruffalo doesn't want to do it like it's you can reset it and reform it however you want and that's what I feel like they're going for mm-hmm. and I don't know if we're going to see anything get big enough to like get to that same size yeah um again just because like we've seen it's it too already. big yeah but we've also seen it like the thing that Endgame did and all the Avengers movie movies leading up to it was Every time we saw one in Captain America Civil War and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. we'd never seen that yet. And when Endgame happened, we were there and we had our minds blown because we'd never seen that before. If you well, try you, and re- do that again. <laughs> yeah, you like, get to even back to like the end of The Incredible Hulk where Tony Stark's there. Yeah. And everyone went, what? Like, what? That was huge. And then like it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like now, especially when you get into when you got into um, No Way Home and Mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Strange with all the multiverse stuff where it's like anything could be in this, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just too big, man. Like anything could be. And I've already seen things for Deadpool 3 where it's like every person who's ever played a superhero ever is going to be in this movie. You know, and it's going to be this whole because it was the same thing around fucking No Way Home and the same thing around Multiverse of Madness. It was like, yeah, you know, Wesley Snipes Blade was 
confirmed to be in Multiverse of Madness by like so many people. And like, no, that's yeah. absurd. Tom Cruise's um, Iron Man was like, yeah. oh, he's there. And I'm like, you're on crack. <laughs> and it's all the same kind of stuff. And so it's like, I buy into the like, we're just going, we're beelining for Secret Invasion. Not Secret Invasion, Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Um, yeah, to reboot it. Yeah. To reboot. Yeah. Which, you know, I, we're like six years away from there. So, like, <laughs> at minimum, you know, um, if it all keeps working the way they want. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, we say this every time we talk about MCU. It's like, I still watch all of it. You yeah. I haven't missed one. I will say uh, I'm enjoying Loki. Yeah. Um, Loki was enough to pull my wife back in um, mm-hmm. who hasn't watched anything in a while. Yep. Um, really good. Morehead Benson directing the, uh, the first episode. Yeah. Um, not the second episode and good Lord, can you feel the difference? But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's here. I have the Deadpool three thing here and it's like, dude, <sighs> Jennifer Garner is going to play Electra. Oh like, my God. yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man, like, I buy them doubling down on Daredevil. I mm-hmm. think that's a form that's going to be the first one that's like, hey, our format of um, eight episode, same storyline every time over and over again. Yeah. TV shows isn't working. Yeah. Um, so let's rehash. But I feel like, I mean, that's what Echo is going to be. That's what, you know. Everything else. Um, yeah. Agatha. <laughs> Agatha, yeah. Um, so hey, I don't know. It like nothing lasts forever, I guess. That's you what know. it is. Or nothing. no, um, a, a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. Vision quote from Age of Ultron. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Bringing it all home. Yes, with a quote from Paul Bettany. Um, yeah. It's funny watching them try to like kind of, you know, bottle lightning time and time again. Uh, They're definitely coming to their senses now a little bit. And honestly, if they do a a more scaled down version of this stuff, you know, one that doesn't cost $250 million for a movie, like I would love to see a Marvel film that costs $50 million and, and see what they can do with that and um, I would love to see like a Spider-Man movie where he's just fighting some ground level villain, yeah, you know, dude. that's like kind of just, I mean, and it's set up to just him being Spider-Man in New York. Yes. You know, um, why not? Or like Blade, just give me a blade that's like dark and gritty and he's just fighting vampires. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no multiverse needed. Nope. Just like, I don't need to see Wesley Snipes. Just like. Nope. Just make a good movie and people will respect you for it. Yeah. So. So. Well, there we go. I don't know. There we go. I don't know either. It's it is interesting to see what all of these kind of larger companies and studios are doing with what they. Everyone was on cloud nine after 2019, and then yeah. everything just kind of dropped after the pandemic. And we'll see, man. We'll definitely see. Um, yeah. Craven. Forgot about Craven. Yep. And Thunderbolts. And Thunderbolts. The um, anti-hero uh, 
Well, and I mean, and like Venom 3 and Madam Web and, you know. Oh, Madam Web, yeah. Madam, Madam Web's just going to come and then people are going to be like, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, Morbius 2, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I still firmly believe that Sony thinks they're going to build their uh, Sinister, Sinister Six. Six, 6 movie. They can try, and I will be here for it. Well, know? and that's one of those things that I'd be, I'd get excited for because they'll be like, "You crazy sons of bitches! You actually did it! Like, you done it! Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly! It like, took you twenty five years, but like, yeah, recasting Z out the ass, old, old ass. Uh, what's his name? Doc Ock there. Alfred Molina. <laughs> Alfred Molina, yeah, old ass Alfred Molina, and like, and Tom you know, Hardy. Tom Hardy has. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm here for it. If it's a good movie, sign me up. Um, well, there there you have it, folks. That's what we yeah. have for you today. A little all over the place, but, you know, it's just following up on some stuff that we needed to talk about. It's weird that the most positive thing we spoke about today was Taylor Swift. I know. I never thought we'd talk about go. her on this pod at all. And lo and behold, yeah. she got a whole segment. Um, it's true. It may get two if she start if she keeps that trajectory, but yeah, we'll have to touch in next week and see what the week two uh, box office was. Yeah, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. Um, do you want to do some recommendations now? Sure. What's our prompt, Josh? So our prompt is just one that I threw out today because I was like, I don't, I don't. There's nothing connective going on here. I'm not really sure, but I thought it would be fun to recommend a movie that we thought would be bad initially, and then it turned out we actually liked it. The movie still might be bad, but we. Oh liked no! It. I completely misread your recommendation. Oh, what was it? Ah, uh, okay. Wait. So what you texted earlier and what you've written as a recommend on the line here are yeah. two different things. Earlier you said. Uh, a recommendation of a movie that we didn't love at first, but has grown. Oh, at us in our estimation. Let if you did that, let's do that. But you go okay. first because I've got to find something. <laughs> okay. That I didn't. Well, love so mine is I... like <laughs> mine is like the biggest cop out recommendation for this. Um, it's yeah. one of those that I can't believe we haven't uh, we haven't recommended before. But I'm going to yeah. go ahead and recommend Jurassic Park. Ah. Because this movie scared the shit out of me when I was six when it came out. Yeah, dude. Um, completely destroyed my dream of becoming a scientist slash like paleontologist. You know, sure. I love dinosaurs. I was like, I'm going to. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then nope. Yep. Um, And like for the longest time, I was like, fuck that movie. Because like, it that scared you terrifying like yeah fuck that movie and then i mean it's jurassic park like you can't deny the brilliance of the filmmaking like you yeah. can't deny the talent of steven spielberg mm-hmm. um and you can't like i don't know it's jurassic park like you can't deny you know what yeah. i mean what and like say yeah um so yeah i really did not like jurassic park when i first saw it um <laughs> but uh it's but it it's came around yeah <laughs> It came around for now you. Now I watch it like twice every year. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it Jurassic Park. Well, it's funny because is he you and Spielberg, man? Is there something about you and you younger and Spielberg that just like just struck a nerve? I mean, those like, are the only two. I didn't have a problem with Jaws, really. Mm, okay. Um. I mean, Wait, like, when did you see Jaws, though? That's true. 
because Jaws would have been before I was born when it came out. So because that would have scared the sh. It did. Tra- Jaws actually True. did traumatize. You know that could be mine. I think I've already recommended Jaws, but actually I've got a. Better I mean, one. Got a better one. I mean, going through like Spielberg movies, um, I don't think there's others in there that I'm like immediately traumatized by. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember having. I remember being a little freaked out by Close Encounters the first time mm. I saw it, but that was later. Yeah. Um, Et put me off of everything Aliens for the longest time. <laughs> I was not going anywhere near any of that. Um, yeah. And like anything that I thought might be involved with that, I remember being very opposed to Gremlins. Uh, because mm. I was like, yeah. no, they're like aliens. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, you know. Yeah, they are like aliens. <laughs> I mean, I had, having not seen it at the time, you know, yeah, being like, it's it's weird scrolling through this because there are so many here that I'm like, it's probably a good thing that I didn't watch that, like when I was a kid. You know, yeah, you'll get things like Schindler's List and Empire of the Sun and Amistad yeah. and Saving Private Ryan. I'm like Amistad, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Probably good I didn't watch those there. But yeah, I think E.T., I it, I was just way too young. Yeah. But Jurassic Park, young. Yeah. You know, uh, not prepared to deal with the CG of the dinosaurs, I think. Um, Dude, that's, the Raptors? that's the first one. I Yeah, I first really remember being like, this is real and terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a great one. Not one I would have expected, but that is a great one. I mean, when you said it is like a movie that you didn't love at first, I'm like Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. God. All right. I think I have. I do have one. I've got one. Um, in a very similar vein. Uh, mine is, and I didn't check if we recommended this. So if we did, then it's totally fine. It is what it is. Uh, mine's The Matrix. I saw The Matrix hmm. in bits and pieces when I was really young. And of course, I saw the bits and pieces that were terrifying. I saw yeah. the little snake thing going into Neo's belly button. I saw him being reborn out of the thing and pulling yep. tubes out of his. I saw I saw all the stuff that would scare you. And Agent Smith, to me, when I was a kid, was like, oh, I don't like yeah. any part of this. Um, terrifying. And, and it really put me off of that movie. That and Jaws was another one that did that to me as well. Mm-hmm. But- it took me years to watch The Matrix because I was like, I feel like this is going to traumatize me again because yeah. I saw it when I was three and I was like, I didn't even get to the cool shit. Like if I'd seen Bullet Time, different yeah. story, but I didn't see that. I saw all of the stuff that made me go, I'm good. I don't really need to see this anymore. Yeah. Um, even the training sequences. like I remember the first time I watched The, the, the Matrix being really kind of like, stressed and freaked out about it especially the first like five minutes where you're like what the fuck is What's going happening? on yeah because it, it gives you nothing mm-hmm. until like 20 minutes in and you're just like what the i remember pausing it and being like what is happening yeah and it has that kind of green overcast or overtone and there's like this like you know all of the alice in wonderland white rabbit stuff going on and it's just there's something about it that there's a sinister feeling in the beginning, the first 10 yeah. minutes, which makes sense because you're supposed to feel that. Um, and then it just kind of becomes this amazing just, you know, odyssey. But yeah, no, The Matrix like definitely did something to me. I think similarly, um, the sequence where he touches the mirror mm-hmm. and it starts to like 
climb up like that i was like i'm out like why are we watching this like this is terrifying like i don't like this at all um and now obviously the matrix is one of the best movies ever made and i've seen it you know 15 times since then but yeah yeah it's weird when you're that young (laughs) when it's like just you don't have a good you're not developed enough to follow an intricate story yeah yeah so all you're doing is absorbing atmosphere yeah you know because it's like here's the thing is like i haven't seen et in 33 years maybe 35 years we'll say (laughs) yeah you know um but like i have a visceral reaction thinking about like and i don't even know if this is a thing so maybe i'm maybe my brain is just but like thinking of like the cornfield stuff you know or uh the stuff in the woods like yeah you know or the stuff with the um the tubes going into the house like yeah. All I have is visceral reaction to the atmosphere of that because I don't know what the story is. I don't yeah. really know what happens in E.T. You know what I mean? I'm just not <laughs> I'm not in a, a position to be like, yeah, hey, this is, you know, something I'm going to confront within myself and deal with, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. <sighs> Maybe one day. I don't know. We should it's do weird. a oh, we should do a uh, a, co- a watch along for E.T. <laughs> See, it's it's one of those I'm like, I'm sure if I watched it, I'd be fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm sure if I hit play on it, I'd be fine. Of course. I'm you just would. like You don't want to. I mean, I just spoilers for Sunday, but I just watched Barbarian and I was like, this isn't scary. Yeah, you right. Uh, You'll be fine. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm not I don't I don't have it in me to hit play on that movie. So Yeah. Um but Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park and the Matrix, guys. That's good a recommendations good this That's week. a great double feature. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that feels man. like it's like, okay, like we're crossing the obvious ones off a list here. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't believe we haven't recommended either of those movies. I'm surprised they're both still there for us. And I'll be honest, the yeah. Matrix might have been recommended, but I'm throwing stuff out. So it is what it we're is. 100 episode, um, we're 100 plus episodes deep on this. It's, you know, what can we there's do? only so many movies that we watch. <laughs> what can we do? Um, well, there you have it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Killers Let's of the bring Flower Moon next week. Yeah. yeah, this week. Day after tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. We'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it home. Yes, let's bring it home. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on both Instagram and Letterboxd at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you on the internet, Willis? You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd at Willis Film. And if you want to find the pod, you can find us on Instagram and Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including Jurassic Park and The Matrix. Love it. Hey, we like movies. Sometimes we got to be mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A little, little, um, yeah. <laughs> And I love we say mainstream, like those aren't incredible movies. Yeah, like 10 out of 10, like unassailable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, in my in my looking at Steven Spielberg's filmography, uh, he is apparently doing a miniseries about Napoleon. Did he consult Ridley about that? Or is this know. stepping on his toes a little bit? I don't know. But, <laughs> so I've clicked into this uh, TV miniseries, Napoleon, star mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. Uh... <laughs> Okay. A whole lot to unpack. Does Jack still act? I don't think. I mean, I'm sure he does for For Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Um, 
All right. That'll do it. Uh, good talking to you. As always, Josh, we will be back yes. next week with our continuing coverage of the SAG After Strikes and yes. whatever else is happening in the industry. Yeah, hopefully fun stuff. That almost sounded like an actual outro there for a second. It did. Um, and then we talked afterwards. We should, Yeah, we should go pro or something. <laughs> or get an editor, maybe. That too. All right. End of pod.